Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. We are your hosts, and my name is Rob Nichols. I'm Pernell. And every week we get together and we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. Um, what you been up to this week? You been playing anything new? Uh, it's been manic, dude. Um, really? Oh yeah, like I've been still kind of out of touch with my gaming stuff, mm. but I've also been kind of pushing to try to get back into it because it's something I like to do. It's just a matter of getting through that wall to saying, not touch this, do not touch this. <laughs> so, um, like yesterday, for example, I went, and I don't know how many of our adult listeners can relate to this, but like trying to meet new people as a grown man. Yeah. It's difficult. <laughs> really, it's, really hard. It's hard, man. Even people you already know. Yes, it <laughs> truly is. Well, on the topic of like, having a hard time like meeting new people and stuff we're gonna have the opportunity to meet a lot of new people real soon how do you figure that well we're gonna be at too many games oh my god that led June right 20th. That. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you asked for now <laughs> that was not expected um yeah so uh, t- uh too many games is a video game I guess specifically video game convention, yeah. the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, June 25th, which is a Sunday um, at 10.30 a.m., we will be performing a live podcast. I guess, how, wait, performing a podcast? Yeah, it means I'm going to bring a bunch of jugs and blow onto them. Yes. And then you're well, going to... A washboard. Yeah, you'll have a washboard. I'll have the jugs, and occasionally we might talk about music. It'll be there. We'll have music. We'll be playing music. That's true, with the jugs so and the washboard. Robin Purnell's uh, Jug Band Christmas. <laughs> it's scrub down spectacular. Scrub But it's uh it does they have an arcade for basically aside yes. from the panels, they have an arcade I'm they do live that, music. Actually. They do they have like a sort of vendor hall slash swap hall. So I mean you might just be able to bring some rare stuff and trade it for other better rare stuff. Um, they have a they have a board they have board game vendors sometimes. Yeah. They, I'm not sure they're going to do it this year, but last year they had like a weird like Smash Brothers esque wrestling match, which oh, was pretty yeah. entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, oh, there's going to be an after party. I don't know if you have to still buy tickets to it, but they're going to have uh, Jake Kaufman, aka Vert. Oh, really? Yeah, he's going to be playing. Um, another guy I really like, A Rival or A Underscore Rival. He's playing a lot of really cool artists. And also on the on the on the bill that weekend is uh, Mega Ran. Um, Arm, can- uh, arm cannon or arm blaster? I forget. Danimal cannon. Yeah, he's playing. It's a bunch of cool stuff. So yeah, it's going to be a great show. We're going to be there. Um, that's going to be fun. And then we won't. Be, our music isn't as good though. We play washboard and jugs. Yeah, but you it, get the point. But I mean, like really hardcore washboard and jug. That is true. Like emo, emo scream, screaming washboard. <laughs> I pass out from blowing into the jugs. <laughs> Imagine like you're going do do do. I'm in the back. I'm going ah. <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. Um, anyway, so this year is huge. This is like the Rhythm and Pixels like North American tour. Because then in October we're going to be at Retro World in Connecticut. Ah, I have fewer details about that. Yeah, we'll know more as it gets closer. And then in November. Um, in Delaware, there is Thy Geekdom Con, like Thy, Thy Geekdom Come or whatever. It's Thy Geekdom Con, and that's going to be in Wilmington, Delaware. And we'll be playing on a Saturday, playing, playing our podcast. Just go hit the record button, play button, and walk out the room. Have fun, people. It's, it's kind of a performance, but yeah, we're going to be doing this show live again. So that's two live episodes on your way. And I don't know what we're doing at RetroCon. We're probably just going to make fools of ourselves, right? I hope so. That's yeah. the goal for me. But, just, but maybe not not recorded. Just oh, no, it. we got to record. Just Posterity, man. Everyone has to see me play Mega Man 2 standing on my head. That That's awesome. There you go. See, it has to happen. I just want to see you on your head. Uh, well, back of that, we'll see. I want to know, know how you got there. Someone dared me. <laughs> I was just like, I'll, I'll do, it, do it for a dollar. Nah, I'm, I'm not that cheap, man. Give me a fiver at a least. Fiver, Come okay. on. But who knows? We can also end up at other shows, too, because quite frankly, I'm seriously trying to figure out what other game conventions exist because it's a surprisingly rare yet not so rare concept. 
So yeah, if you got any ideas or thoughts, pass the buck to us and let us know. We'll bring up how to do that at the end of the episode. Though, well, if you've been listening, you already know. Yeah. Well, Too Many Games, right, is a video game convention. Retro World is mainly video games, right? Like classic games. I believe so. But um, the Geekdom Con is is more... Nerd culture. It's more like nerd culture, um, Comic-Con type style. So we might be in the minority there. Fine by me. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could be that bit of gaming influence boost that the con could use. Yeah, if you check them out on Facebook, they just got lots and lots of people in cosplay dressing up and acting silly. So there's going to be a lot of weird stuff going on. <laughs> you should come. It's going to be real weird. If you don't like weird, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Um, we should talk about the topic today. It's like it's like our usual spell instead of topics where we're like we have a list of topics we want to get to and we're on our way and we're prepared and out of nowhere yeah. something happens where it's like yo <laughs> you throw text, that in the trash out of nowhere you text me at like eleven at night and you're like Rob I got an idea yes Let's do it <laughs> and so we shall and we did or we're doing and that topic idea is oh wait wait wait, wait. do you want me to accompany you with some washboard. Great women and gay man. So you were like, hey, like um, Wonder Woman's out, right? We should do like badass women in video games. Yeah. Well, that's a great idea. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't go with the obvious troops. So don't look for Lara Croft in anything I chose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't uh, look for Samus. No. We all know she's awesome. She doesn't need another push. Yeah, I want I want a little, um, a little, some deeper cuts as well. One of them, not so much, but... I don't think you would expect me to play this track. Oh, intriguing. Um, I, had, I had some ideas. I, I'm really curious to what you brought because I had like some backups that I, I was, I'm really excited to see if you picked any of them. So um, why don't you kick us off and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I'm, I see a, the first track I want to pick is an odd one because I only learned it existed this week. Um, the but track I, or the game? The game and the track. Okay. Because... I, I don't know. I, I, I was going to review another game on Steam, and this came out of nowhere. I was like, I got to buy it right now. <laughs> it's actually called Rosencruz Stilette. And the track oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is called Crash Man by Blue Sky. Whoever that guy is.
Welcome back to the show. You're listening to an awesome track from a game with a name that's way too long. Um, the track is called Crash Man by the artist Blue Sky from the game Rosen Cruz Delette. Yeah, there's a lot of consonants in that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like, there's like a sequel apparently where it's even longer. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. This game came out in 2007, yet apparently it was put on Steam in February of 2017. And I came across it while going to download a game, a review game. I was like, oh, I'm going to get this instead. The heck with the review. Um, but this game, the track is for a character going by the name of Schecht Meister. I don't know either, but <laughs> basically she leads a group called like the RKS Squad. And think Mega Man, how there's eight bosses on every Mega Man game and every boss pertains to some facet of... I don't know, existence in the world, like huh. Fire Fireman was meant to work with the fire department for some reason. He's a fireman, whatever. And then there was like, there's always something. So in the case of these right. guys, they're all like different divisions within the RKS squad. And this character is the leader of the Strike Force, which is funny because she punches nothing. She's all about, she's she's the time stopper of the game. Oh, that's cool. So she can freeze time and she has like a weird like crystal gun that and she that, fires. And that's like your main player character. Oh, no, that's, the, that's one of the bosses. But oh, she's, well, still bosses. Bad. Oh, okay. she's still a beast though. She's the boss that gave me the most trouble because I'm usually bad when it comes to bosses that freeze time. Um, but I honestly like the game, even though there are some clear, obvious like pulls for Mega Man. Like her stage is like uh, it's called the town of Luxembourg, and it's a castle town where it's raining. Yeah, look, the, it, the artwork looks beautiful. And it just screams Toad Man, too. Oh, man. <laughs> so much of this stage is clearly pulled straight from Toad Man, but, but I didn't care. I was having fun with it. But it's called Crash Man. <laughs> yeah, that's the other funny part. The track is called Crash Man. But I can't deny the fact that the game itself was a lot of fun. For every homage to Mega Man or every direct pull for Mega Man, I couldn't deny that the game is awesome. And I'm not sure if that's a testament to the game itself or the Mega Man formula. Yeah. I guess, like... It's okay to, to emulate the, the formula a little bit. I have to agree. I would say even this music is, is very Mega Man X style. That like, is true. Because like the, there's the guitar, heavy guitar, like really, there's a lot of horns, but it's all sampled, you know? It does, cause this, this sounds like it was on like the Game Boy Advance, you know? Like it would be on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I can see this game actually have as existed on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. As far as they the even technology like a, used in the yeah, game, it yeah, could have yeah. been done there. Like the flat, even with yeah. <laughs> I couldn't say the word platformer. Platformer. Oh, but also to relate to the topic at hand, every plat. plat- oh, stop it. All right. Transformer with the plats. Right. Um, but like every boss in the game is a female. The okay. main character is a female. Her sidekick is a female. Everybody's female in this game, and they all can kick the butt. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah, but they're all violent, and they can <laughs> take people down if they need to. So I think this qualifies well for our topic. Yeah, yeah this, this is a good excuse for me to put a good track in the episode. This is a great track. Yeah, I would have actually never had known about this game until you uh, put this on. I th- This looks like something I would I would want to play. Well, it's 10 bucks on Steam right now. Yeah, I just hooked up my uh, my laptop again to play Step Mania, <laughs> so I might as well get Steam back going again. Yeah, give it a shot. I mean, I played it uh, pretty much all of it two nights ago. So, right. so I'm going to keep with the theme of Steam. The theme of Steam. <laughs> um, well, the game is called Crosscode. Have you heard of this one? No. Right, so I heard of it now. Yeah, it's called Crosscode for... Um, it's on Steam Early Access and you can actually play the beta like actually through their website. It's really cool looking. Um, and this track is called Leah, Go! Go! <laughs> and in the, uh, the, the, it's produced and composed by the artist Intero. Thank you. 
This is the song Leah, Go Go, from the game CrossCode, and it's composed by Intero, I-N-T-E-R-O. Um, and this is just fantastic. So you can you get like that kind of fantasy star vibe at the beginning, and then it turns into kind of a Zelda, Zelda style kind of halfway through. I like the way it looks. I mean, I've never heard of it until you mentioned it on the show. So I was just looking at footage of the game. Yeah, the, 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 it's it's a top it's a top down kind of action RPG style um, where you're, all the combat is like kind of almost like Zelda, but there's also a lot of projectile fighting in which you control it almost like a twin stick shooter. Yeah, and that's the almost from graphically anyway. It almost reminded me of a um, Summon Knight Twinage from the DS. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this game doesn't use a stylus to control, but it gave me that vibe of the way the character moves and the way, like, a lot of the way the combat works. I I kind of want to play this now. I've never heard of it, but the music sounds really good. The artwork looks really oh, good. it's amazing. It's a very fluid motion. Only thing that says to me is that it's early access, which I'm usually not a big fan of dropping money on early access because I don't want to be that guy. I well, they, they have their, their beta you can just download from their website. Oh, for free? Yeah, I think it's just crosscode.com. You can check it out there. Well, when you said free, now you speak in my <laughs> yeah, language. Yeah, exactly. That's my language too. Um, yeah, it looks. It's like it's like a fut- it's set in like a futuristic MMO, and Leah is like an avatar in the game. You play as her, and she's lost her memories, and so she's kind of fighting her way through um, this game to regain her memories back. And there's like probably like a lot of like hidden, you know. Um, like stuff going on. Oh, the old amnesia trick. Yeah, I know. It's it's like it's kind of a good tr- like a good way for like the player to kind of get to know, you know, learn and ex- and and, and you can learn alongside her. Yeah, yeah. It's like you get you get to discover, you get that feeling of discovery. It's, I a, was it's a whole a Zelda murderer. Thing. <laughs> Why did anybody tell yeah, me? Halfway through, like I did these horrible things. I'm like, I don't care. If someone told me, I would have never tried to get the memories back. But yeah, the, the artwork is really inspiring. I've I've really been um, following um, the artwork on on Twitter because it's just it's beautiful. It's like it looks like this beautiful top down two D, almost like um um uh, it's like uh it's like the Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana. That'll do it. Very much like Secret of Mana, but like very futuristic. Lots of faster paced. Yeah, very much faster paced. It looks really really neat. Um, yeah. So this is my badass lady track. All right, see, I got tons of these floating around. So <laughs> it took. I see. It was another case where I was having difficulty initially, but then the last minute, sort of kind of falling out of the sky, and I'm just catching them in my old hat. Yeah, that happens a lot. Picking only look for uh, music for topics on the show. They just kind of happen out of nowhere. Nothing wrong with that, though. Makes it that much more exciting when it's like, oh, an epiphany. But yeah, um, so this this track's pretty quick. Why don't we get into yours? Something, something that can loop. Something that we can really dig into. All right. Well, I think I only... Well, I may have one more that has the actual character's name in it. Or who knows? We'll see how it goes. But this track does not have the character's name because the character does not actually have a theme. So I decided to go with what I felt was the most iconic track from their respective game. All right. So I decided to go with the game The Guardian Legend, and the track is just called Green Fields. It's composed by Masatomo, Miyamoto Takeshi, and Santo. Maybe all of them did it. Maybe (laughs) one of them did, but all of their music is good. And what system was this for? The Nintendo. Nintendo. It's a breakfast now. Did you hear? (laughs) Did you ever try that? Delicious. Like... But it makes you it makes you go colorful. Yeah, like everything got colorful. Yes, it did. Do you remember the um it had like a little like game inside of it? It was like one of those little pinball things. I don't even remember that. I just ate the cereal. I, I just I remember that because like it had these little pellets, like and you shoot the little pellets inside the little plastic thing. And I remember that because I remember the pellets were made of sugar. And then I I tore it open and ate the pellets. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't remember because I just immediately <laughs> ate the candy and stuff. Yeah, maybe that's why I remember Nintendo so well from just eating random things, which are probably plastic. But I thought it was sugar. Well, you know now. <laughs> and your doctor should too. All right, let's get into your track <laughs> The Guardian Legend. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome back to Rhythm and Pixels. You are listening to Green Fields from the game The Guardian Legend, composed by Masatomo, Miyamoto Takeshi, and Santo, Nintendo Entertainment System. Actually, it's uh, uh, Takeshi Santo. Really? I think so, yeah. I hate everything. <laughs> so two, two people involved here. This is a Purnell track. You know, it's got that... It's got that fun, like, like kind of upbeat rhythm. Bop, 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 and the bass is just kind of picking it up. Yeah, Very the rhythmic overall, bass. The overall title has spectacular OST. Like, I don't think there's a bad track in the game itself. But this has always been the one that sticks out to me and the one I always come back to listen to immediately when I start to get nostalgic for this title. And I see it's um, IREM. Corporation, mm-hmm. so and compile, believe it or not. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, the guys who did Puyo Puyo. Oh, so what kind of style was this? Was this like a shooter? Yep, and it was also a top-down. It, it was a hybrid game, and I think it was probably the first of its kind. So it was like horizontal and top-down. Now, yeah, so it was a vertical shooter, right? But then there were moments where, like, you were in the hub world and you were walking on like a basically a top-down to a dimensional track where you'd go up, down, left, or right. Between oh, okay. screens. So almost like adventure style. Yeah. Okay. Zelda-ish. Zelda-ish. So you were a character named Miria, who was a guardian cyborg tasked with flying to a space station. I think it was called Naju. It's been a while. But you're tasked with going there to blow it up because this is actually about to crash to Earth. So you're, oh, neat. you're the guardian, and this is your legend. Why? I don't know. So that means like... Either like they're talking about you in the past tense, or you failed. No, they're not. I'm telling my own. And everyone's legend. like, "Remember back when Earth was a thing?" No, you tell and your you own sent legend. That lady up there to blow it up, and it didn't no. work. No, you come back. You tell your own legend. You're the ones. They're sitting around you drinking lemonade, and you're telling them it was that time I was in the space station. Uh, pew man, pew. Don't be that guy. Oh, I will be that you're guy. At the bar, and you're like, "Remember, I saved all of you." That's what like, she yes, would do. Pernell, we know. Oh. If I was a hero, it depends. If I was, it was a, it was a pretty mundane task. Like, well, I crunched a few numbers and averted catastrophe. Yeah, I'm not going to talk much about that. But I'm, if I went through a space station, destroying alien marauders and transforming into a spaceship and flying across different sectors, everybody's going to know. Yeah, I guess you, everybody. I guess he earned it, right? You better believe I <laughs> earned that. Shoot. Where? So, what do you like, sir? I want a free drink. You want to know why? Because I saved you in the Great Space War of Diggity 2. <laughs> and I want to tell everybody, everybody, the free drinks. I want free car rides to different places. I want free video games. I want everything. I earned it. So I saved lives. Man, that's self-centered as all heck. I like that. And I'm going to take it, too. Dig- Diggity 2. That's right. It was in Aught 6. <laughs> 3,000 Aught 6. But this game, though, I... And I, I guess it did kind of fly under the radar for some folks, but this is a worthy play. I've never heard of this one. Yeah, you need to play it. I never even owned it. It was always a rental. Oh, okay. But it's so good. It's just challenging, too, so it's not it's not simple by any means. But pick it up. Play it. Meet Miria. She's a badass woman. Well, here's some, here's some badass ladies. I got three badass ladies in this one. This is Final Fantasy X Part 2. All right, next track. Let's <laughs> just skip. <laughs> I have no... There is... I love I love this soundtrack, and I love this game. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> You're just um, messing with you. It's great, yeah. I know, it gets a bad rap. We can talk about it um, when we get back. But this is the theme song um, for the character Pain. This is Pain's theme. And Pain is the, um, the third character they, they brought in just for this game. So, uh, Pain's theme for Final Fantasy X-2 for the PlayStation 2, composed by Noriko Matsueda and Takahito Iguchi.
You're listening to Pain's theme from the game Final Fantasy X-2, composed by Noriko Matsueda and Takahito Iguchi. Um, this is... I, I love the music in this game. Like That's one of the reasons that I love this game so much, is like it was all like just crazy like pop music, like just all over the game and then like cool jazzy tracks like this one a little bit that i know about pain i would not have expected this to be her theme yeah. at all yeah so she during the fight against sin in final fantasy 10 i think she was she was fighting with the um uh, the those, those people who had like the, the technology people wait she was in 10 also well then her story oh and then um after sin's destroyed um she is trying to learn more about like what happened during that battle so she becomes a sphere hunter with yuna and riku and that's that's like they go and hunt down like the monsters and stuff mm-hmm. um and also um perform uh pop music and concerts that was a large <laughs> part of what got me to already tuned me i like i come from final fantasy 10 and i boot this game up and it initially tracks kicks off with a pop concert and you're just singing and dancing. I like it. And then it. she pulls guns on a, on a fake and yeah. starts fighting the fake. Like, what, what is going on it's here? awesome, man. It's just like, they, they just, I feel like they had like a cool theme and then they were like, you know what? Like, let's just have fun with it. Like, this is the first time they made a sequel to a Final Fantasy game. Well, I do feel like I could consider going and giving it a try because I do own it because of the Final Fantasy X remaster set. Yes. And I did always hear that Love or hate the story and the characters, the dress for your combat system is awesome. Oh, it's amazing! Like first of all, like the, the changing their dresses in the fight is just changing their class, like their their fighting class. So they can be like a fighter or a mage, or um, a singer, which is like um like uh, doing status effects. They do buffs and stuff. Like buffs too. and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's really really neat. And so, but you have to like you have to turn off the animations because like when they there's this huge animation when they change and it just takes forever. Like moon prism power. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of like this whole Sailor Moon like business. But um, yeah, you, you dress them up and then they fight different styles. It's super cool. So I've talked about it in the past, but like Christy and I played through ten um, a ton. And um, we got ten two, and she she was she's not into the active battle system, so she wasn't into playing it. Oh, but now we we, we play, played it together. But I did the, the fighting and everything. See, I love ATB. It, it adds a little bit of tension to the game. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, she's more into like the uh, the weight style because like it's more like strategic, and you're not as pressured to make a make a pressure decision. Yeah, but say, yeah, but say strategically, um, strategy-wise, I think that it's still equivalent. But it's definitely what you just said about the um, about the idea of not having to be pressured into making decisions. Yeah. Because for me, that's almost why I like it. I like pressure. I don't know what that is. I don't like making decisions in games when it comes to losing, you know, expendable points. But I love being forced to make time pressure decisions under the gun. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> it's like um, it's like knowing that you have to make that decision is like okay i can do that but like if you're like given the choice you're like eh, i'm not gonna make it now yeah, the, yeah my my community in xcom is still waiting to figure out what upgrade they're going to give their first base <laughs> upgrade because they're it, all just hanging out happened. it's been like two years i'm like yeah, should we wish we wait for command sir yes wait for commands these aliens aren't getting any younger um, we're deader <laughs> so yeah so yeah this has got three badass ladies in it I I, that that's up for debate. No, Yuna <laughs> is amazing. I was almost going to go with Yuna's theme, but it was uh, a piano ballad. I wanted to do something more funky. All right, and, I'll um, give you. And that. I played this with a badass lady, uh, my wife Christy, because she's amazing. You didn't pick Christy's theme. You're slacking. You know, she has to pick her own theme. I can't. I can't just give her a theme. She's got. She's got to choose it for herself. Wait, she hasn't already picked a theme. She's slacking. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Yeah, get you guys set up with your theme songs <laughs> post haste, but oh, I won't. I won't hold you to it. I know. I know you got other things to be more concerned about. Yeah, we got. We don't have to worry about you know hunting monsters and spheres and whatever yet. But we do change classes when we change our clothes. So when I go into wait, I don't want to hear about <laughs> your crazy activities. Let's not talk about I was that. Talk about, like, I put a tie on and I go to work and I'm in business mode. Oh, oh, well, that's, that's different. And I come home and I put on another. Uh, <laughs> I put on my shorts and I'm in beach mode. <laughs> I think beach mode is a little rough on a summer day in the rain, but whatever, whatever floats your boat, there, Rob. Oh, yes, you got it. All right, I think I've talked enough. <laughs> it's all good. I'm messy time to decide what I want my last track to be. Oh, yeah? Because I have two 
but one could just be the ending track if you're not averse to that. No, no, absolutely. I think I think we need an ending track. All right, in that case, that's what I was going to be then. Um, this track is going to be from the game Brandish, the Dark Revenant, and the track itself is titled De La Delon. De La Soul Delon? Yes. <laughs> yes. Special 90s or 80s, I don't remember, pop group, R&B group, De La Delon de Soul. There you go. Me, myself, and I. spectacular piece of magic was the character track theme for Dela Delon from the game Brandish the Dark Revenant by the sound team JDK. I believe it's on Steam and I know it's on the PSP because that's yeah. what I have it on. Yeah, more more specifically, this is this one's on Mieko Ishikawa and Atsushi Shirakawa and this was arranged um, for the band um, by Yukihiro Jindo. So this is I, I gotta say, man, this. I love this one. I really love this song. Like, I dug deep to find it. Everything about this, like. I, I love this. I love this piano. I, I love the bass and the drums, the little drums at the end there, the little groove they get into. Oh, it's so good. It's so Falcom, first of all. Mm hmm. But I like it. I like that it goes a little atonal in sections. And usually I don't like that. But, yeah, it's, it's honestly, I kind of like the fact that it's. The track itself. It's not exactly heavy, but there's still a sense of panicky rush to it. Like, oh crap! Like, if you hear this track, you don't want to hear this track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, you go, you like, like you, uh, you go through a door to like another, like part of a dungeon, and then you hear this song start playing. Like, oh man! And what it is about this is, uh, keep in mind, I haven't finished this game. I, I need to get back to it, but. It's their own fault for designing 100% map completions with by pixel by pixel or map square. Oh, it drives me insane. One of those. But the game itself is a blast. It is a this character Dela is a mage who, for reasons I have yet to figure out in game proper, mm -hmm. is chasing your main character trying to kill him. But you both accidentally end up getting trapped inside of an underground labyrinth together. Well, together but not together. You know what I mean. And you have to find your way out while she's trash trying to find you to kill you within the dungeon proper. So she'll pop up every once in a while, like, die, you jerk! <laughs> and you're like, I didn't do anything! What do you want my back for? But it's always awesome. And then if I remember correctly, I'm sure that these that it is resolving in all warm and cuddlies, but 
you can unlock Dela mode by being the game, and she gets her own form of the game because she's trying to get to the dungeon herself, and oh. it's way harder with her. And you can play as her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Like, what kind of what kind of game style is this? Top down dungeon exploration. Um, so there's trap layouts, hidden walls, shops within the dungeon. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, this sounds really neat. It was originally on the Super Nintendo, believe it or not. And the Dark Revenant is a remaster, completely redone version of the okay. game. Okay, yeah. Well, usually when I see, like, when, like, the Falcom song has been arranged, usually that means, like, it's this is a newer version of that of that song. Like, a newer version of that game. Yeah. So that, might... make, that makes sense. This is cool. Yeah. Super cool. But I'll stop rambling about this game just enough to say you should look. If you have access to a PSP, or, again, I believe this isn't a confirmed, because I don't have it on there, but if it's on Steam, too, you need to look at this game and check it out if you're a fan of Dungeon Exploration because it's a boss title. All right, so I'm, I'm going to uh, Mega Drive on this track. But I ain't wearing my seatbelt. <laughs> hang on tight. Then just, just hang on to the side. Hang on to, this, hang on to the handles on the car. And hold on to your butts. Because we are going to El Viento, composed by Motoy Sakuraba. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. This is Stage 6, Detroit Car Factory. Motor City. (laughs) Motor City Death (laughs) Trap. Listening to Stage Six Motor City from the game El Viento for the Sega Mega Drive, composed by Motoya Sakuraba. This is like one of my top five, maybe top three, like video game soundtracks. El Viento is. El Viento is fantastic. I've only played the game like once on the emulators, but clearly, based on clearly, what's wrong with me tonight? <laughs> Apparently, I need to give this game a solid once over based on your. Proclamation uh, of excellence. The game gameplay is all right. It's it's really difficult, like action platformer, because like it moves like it moves so fast you can't see what's ahead of you, and like this there's only like six or seven stages. I think there's like seven stages, so they're super hard. Yeah, I beat Exile Wicked Phenomenon. If I could play through that game, I think I can handle a game where you're just walking fast. But this is um, it's got that classic Motoi Sakuraba sound, so it's just. It's just it makes like replaying the game over and over really really good. I never got past the second stage in this, to be honest with you. It's tough. So basically, we're it's talking tough. like Ghosts and Goblins level two. Um, maybe not that punishing, but like it just it like Ghosts and Goblins is like you're dead immediately. Like turn the game on, dead. Elvianta is more of like a slow burn. You know, it 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 chips away at you. I'll admit, speaks at the topic. I've been getting into this weird itch mode lately where I've been wanting. Though I prefer to do it with people around, but been wanting to get back into trying these overly difficult games. It might yeah. be because of Curse Castilla getting released recently, which brought up the revive the topic of Ghosts and Goblins, which you know just goes all over the place. And now we're talking El Viento, the El murder v- session, and Detroit <laughs> Kill City. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. So yeah, in this one you play. I, she's not her name is not El Viento. I, I, I should have worked down her name, but El Viento is like the name of a, I think like a monster in the city. And the city's being overrun by gangsters awaiting, like, the destruction of the town. And so you are running through, like, fighting off the gangsters. And I think you're also related to the monster somehow. Like, you have magical powers. But you, you run through, you can do, like, a Kamehame, like, 
fireball type. Did you thing. say Kameyame? Kamehame. Kamehame. <laughs> Kamehame. <laughs> Who wants to do a Kameyame wave, folks? I oh my god, I sound like like I'm trying to like be hip with the kids. Hey kids, I can play with you do the Kameyame. <laughs> How you doing there, fellow chief? Um, it's like like um, you know, like you do the Charleston. You do the Kamiyami. So you do the so she does the Charleston until she charges up her Kamiyami. Yeah, so anyway, she charges up. You can charge up an attack like that, but I can't. I haven't figured out the strategy to using it because she has also got like this throwing star thing, which is unlimited and is just kills everything anyway. But so I don't know why you're charging something up when you can just run through and just kill everything. It, maybe it's just not as powerful as the Yoma Yuma weave. I, are you making? Are you just? You're just. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 cool. I, th I I think it was put in the game just because it looks cool because you can dash and do it at the same time and it looks awesome. Oh, that sounds fun, yeah. especially if it's a persistent wave or a persistent beam. You can just kind of hold it out while you're running forward. And just, yeah, like, which, yeah, everybody. it's like you see it like charging up and then you blast it off. It, it looks really really neat. But yeah, I love I love the, the soundtrack. It's so like there's so much going on. There's the cool bass. That rhythm is just—it's not—it's not so consistent, and all the synthesizers are like staccato, like real fast. You know what that means? It's just—it's just one more game to the list of games Bruno needs to sit down and get more familiar with. Yeah, this this one's this one's a little tougher to find, so we'll have to we'll have to go a little underground for it. It's okay. I got. Are you wanting to get your hands dirty for now? <laughs> well, they're already dirty as it is. I haven't washed them in days, so. I, I've washed them in days. Don't touch the microphone. <laughs> Germs! Jeremy microphone. We could take this Bruce Goose. <laughs> I said, huh. Uh, let me turn this track down. Let's get our hands dirty in the bonus round. Bonus round. Yeah. The bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on today's theme. Today's theme... The ladies. <laughs> to be specific, <laughs> badass women characters in gaming titles. Tough ladies. So, um, what you got? Well, kind of seeked this title out. It's one of those, another one of those episodes where I feel like I want to get a character or a game in an episode, and then I kind of wild star try to locate a track that fits that game, <laughs> as opposed to the other way around. I was like, I heard this awesome track. I gotta put it in the show. It's like I gotta find an awesome track that fits this game. So I ended up coming across one. I'll let you guys all decide for yourselves what you think of it. All right. But the track is called "Fighting for Clancer" from the game Mischief Makers. Mischief Makers. Female badass in question is Marina, the cyborg or robot. I don't even remember which one she is, but she's a hundred percent awesome, and I love the game. So track is called "Fighting for Clancer" from Mischief Makers. Artist is, he goes by Azure Worm, but I believe his name may be Michael Nickel. So, hopefully it's awesome. Well, I like it. Hope you guys think it's awesome is what I meant. Wow, there's a lot of caveat. Like, I'm just covering my butt here. If you don't like this one. I got to cover my butt sometimes, <laughs> you know, but I think it's a good track.
That was cool, man. Well, I hope you guys like the track because <laughs> I'm I, I'm not sure, you know. I liked it. I liked that I a lot. Speak I, it, for everyone else, that went into places I was not expecting it to. Like, you mean I thought awesome it was town? Be, yeah, I thought it was gonna be like like straight like metal. Oh, since no, the beginning, no. and then it changed. Oh no, he shake 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 it up a bit and yeah, brought out some interesting mentally changes. But yes, this track was fighting for Clancer from the game Mischief Makers. Michael Nickel, aka Azure Worm, was the artist slash composer. I should have said, and this game. Mischief Makers. Dramatic as I want to be because it needs it. This game deserves so much more love than it got. It's so a this, great game. This is like the only treasure game on the N64, right? I don't want to answer that honestly because I could very well be wrong, but it's the only... It's the only no, no, no. There was Sin and Punishment. There was Sin and Punishment. Oh, I know right, that for right, a fact. Right. Right. We didn't get Sin and Punishment in the States until Xbox Live, but it was originally on the N64. Oh, I'm thinking of a different game, maybe. Which one are you thinking about? Sin and punishment. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know. <laughs> maybe maybe I saw it like in a magazine and thought it came out here already, but maybe it was like an import or something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, got, it had an import review in Game Fan. Yeah, I think that's wow. That's very specific. Yeah. You're right. I remember that article. Oh, that's why I knew about the game. It's Game Fan. That, or, that magazine was the stuff. I imagine like in your in your house, you have like clippings from like old game magazines, and there's like strings. Like from like clipping to clipping, and you're like, Rob, can't you see the connection? Honestly, if it weren't for the fact that societal issues pre- resulted in me trying to throw most of my magazines in the trash years <laughs> ago, I probably would have such clippings. But I did keep some of the magazines. Oh, that's good. They're still around somewhere, just not all of them. Because heaven forbid, if I had every magazine I bought growing up, Shoo-hoo. yeah, no, that'd be a lot. Um, so I picked a remix from Metroid. How to go to Metroid? That's what's up. So this is from the album Chozo Legacy, and this was um, produced by Game Chops. This one is by the artist Blind, which we found on the show before, and this is Kindred featuring Jillian Aversa, and this this is some heavy stuff, so get into this one. Mm-hmm.
that was Kindred featuring Jillian Aversa by uh, remix by Blind from the game Super Metroid. And that is from the album Chozo Legacy from Game Chops. That's a lot of information I just gave you. What you should know is that the artist is blind. His but name now is, I see. His name is Blind. You probably did that on purpose. Um, and the singing was Jillian Aversa. We'll have we're, what we're going to have is uh, links and all that stuff on the website, so you can check all that stuff out. So, but yeah, that, that was a pretty heavy tune. I was I was getting down to that. I. We were, I mentioned it earlier, and we kind of agree, but I think this was a very music-strong episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah. Anyway, for more information on these artists on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com, and we'll have links to their Bandcamp, SoundClouds, bios, as everywhere where you can get their music and support the artists. Thanks for joining us on episode eight nine of Rhythm and Pixels. Um, yeah, this has been this this yeah you were right before this has been probably the some of the best music we played on the show. Yeah, I can't complain, man. This has been legit, and I I can definitely dig the fact that we went above and beyond and decided not to go with, with the exception of a few of ours. I admit, <laughs> we decided not to go with the obvious choices of badass females in gaming. Though, of course, there are tons that we did not choose. And who knows? We may have to do an episode with this in the future. Might do like a just awesome characters, but there's like Jade from like Bianca and Evil. I'm oh, sorry. We have like Jade from Bianca and Evil. You have, well, obviously the Chun-Li, which Rob was really interested in playing yeah, as a quarter. Yeah, I was thinking early. like Chun-Li at the end here. But no, Grandia is Grandia's a really good pick. Yes. Um, so, yeah, how... I. You didn't pick anything I thought you were going to pick. Like at the beginning of the show, I'm like, oh, I wanted to see what you had because I thought I was going to pick it. No. Um, I had a few p- tracks picked out, which eventually ended up as backups from Super Princess Peach. I was looking at Super Princess Peach, yeah. but I decided not to, not because I hate the game or that I hate Princess Peach, because both of those would be false, though Daisy's the better okay, princess. I have to say, because like, you would like that, right? That, oh, the game is I think, awesome. I think you turned me on to that game, yeah. I think the problem is that that game got a lot of mixed results in its execution because the yeah. fact that her powers are all like emotion based. Well, that's why I liked about it. Like she, it was like you, you, you were using your emotions as a weapon. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like that too, but unfortunately too many of the masses attributed to super princess PMS and that wasn't fair to super princess peach. No. Yeah. So. Well, granted like well, her love power, or whatever gets granted her health and it was just, it made the game too easy. Well, it was, it was a happiness, sadness, anger, I don't, think they, I don't think it was love, though. It was something else. That's one of them. One of them. We're like halfway through the game. I was like, I, I have to play the game without the power in order to make this challenging in any yeah. way. Well, some of the bonus levels has some interesting platforming yeah. sections. Well, I, the whole game had really cool, like really fun platforming and a really cool artwork. See, so, yeah, that was one I I, uh, I had had left over. Did you have any others? Do you? Were... I mean, as far as like games in general? Yeah, maybe they were too obvious. Off the top of my head, no. Because I feel like the most obvious ones were the Chun Li's, the the, Mo- the Morgan. We didn't mention her, but oh, Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, would Morgan's be one. got some great music. Oh, Morgan's theme from Puzzle Fighter is awesome. Yep, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. And suffice to say, it's just it's kind of funny in a way, like Tara and Celeste from Final Fantasy VI. There's a lot of them, but there could definitely stand to be more because I'm looking at it from the perspective of just how many video games I own and how many <laughs> I play, and I also don't want to just say, hey, this girl can pick up a bat. She's strong because if she spends most of her game just being kind of... I don't even want to say that because emotion, there's no shame in emotion. Well, you wanted to pick a strong character. Yeah, I wanted to pick a person that I felt like spent the majority of their time in beast mood. Not, yeah. <laughs> you know, not, you know, like she can swing a weapon, but any story sequence is her pining over something or being sappy about something. Ain't nobody got time for that. There's a world to be saved. Yeah. I can turn to a spaceship. Get out my way. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Like, like just take, taking care of their own business, like, like any other male protagonist would. Exactly, yeah. you know? Unless you're Squall, in which case I'm sorry. You know what? I also liked Final Fantasy VIII. I know you did. That's why Fight I had to me. dig. That's why I had to put the dig in there. <laughs> Don't dig. Okay, no, I, never, I couldn't finish it because um, 
Okay, you know how like because it was so bad. <laughs> you know how the old Final Fantasies, you could like change your name. Yeah, like you could, like you put in like Pernell, and then when they say, "Hey, Pernell, come over here," so my brother would start these games, and he would joke around with it and like put in like really stupid names, like and, stink face, and then I would pick up the game later and then then get really involved, but the main character was still called Buttman. Well, there you go. Hey, butt man, what you doing in town? And and Final Fantasy VIII was ultimately like a love story. It was it was between the two characters, uh, Squall and Renoa, and they all lived in the same orphanage. But forgot about it. <laughs> oh my god, that game was terrible. <laughs> and you can draw magic and just sit on it. All right. Because, all right <laughs> this all is about right. to become the Final Fantasy VIII. Anger session. We we need like the Final Fantasy hotline for Pernell so we can like just talk it out. Kid you not, I used to do a RPG panel at conventions. Did it for years at Anime Central, and whenever Final Fantasy VIII would come up, without fail, I would just snap like it was oh, almost like on. a game for people. And it's valid. Oh. It's all justified. But enough of me, Brad. If you're out there and you know who you are, if you're listening, then you gotta call up Pernell and and, and tell him what's up. About how bad the game is, yeah. He how, no, he'll turn you, man. He'll turn you. Well, let, let's uh, let's set our set. Let's set aside our differences because this show's about friendship, and being together. Not when Final Fantasy is involved, is <laughs> not. Not when we're talking about our favorite Final Fantasy game, which is ten too. Oh no, it's just ten. You're just you're just okay. okay ten, I'll give you a bit. Okay. Ten, ten is awesome. Yeah, amazing. Right. I like ten. Um, so hey. You, the listener, if you would like to get in contact with us, if you have ideas for topics, if you just want to say hi, why don't you send us an email? Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you want for more information about the show, if you want a full track listing, go to the website. At rhythmandpixels.com. Um, if you want to check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're all um, at rhythmandpixels, all one word. Just put it in the search and... You will find us there. We're always posting up, um, getting into conversations on Facebook. A lot of conversations happen there. Um, I have uh, control of the Twitter account, so I'm constantly causing trouble there. And Instagram is just like, you know, just goofy pictures of us, you know, doing whatever. And maybe, uh, I'll say maybe someday I'll stop being lazy and put YouTube to use. Yeah, our YouTube's out there too. So um, uh, if you want to, if that's how you consume your audio media, check that out. We can. Uh, our episodes are cross-posted up on YouTube. Um, a lot of my um, own music and remixes are up on our site, our channel as well. Um, and we're going to have some more stuff up there too. My my Enter the Gungeon playthroughs are just going up there because that's where they go. If you want to really feel inferior in gameplay. Oh, man. You, you, you came in and I was like, I had just, just lost to the final boss. I'm so close to having like a final ending to that game. And then I'll just keep playing it anyway because that's what I do. I was like, you already know what to do with yourself. You've been <laughs> playing know. it for months. Longer than that. I actually saw Facebook. There was a day in games or whatever, and it showed up this time last year. I had played my best run in the game with my Ghostbusters gun and getting to the third floor. Meanwhile, you've beaten the blasted game practically at this point. Yeah. Well, I've got I've gotten through the last boss. I just need to um, get through it with the with the final bullet. To um, actually, you just kill yourself at the end of the game, and then you go all the way back. That's how you get to the past. Anyway, it's it's a really there's there's a lot of deepness into that game, um, so yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got. Oh, and there's been a redesign to the website. So if you go to the website. The website website's going to look different. We have a cool new logo. Brought to us by the awesome Don Bethman. Yes, thank you, Don Bethman. Uh, Bethman's got a Bethman. Bethman, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got to hit us up with some contact info so we can um or like a website or something so we can you know promote his stuff because it looks awesome. Yeah, he does, and hopefully. I look forward to seeing this little go on all sorts of crazy yeah, stuff yeah. soon. Uh, all right. So you've been listening to the Ribbon and Blixels, Blitio Game, Bluesic Someone called you um, Pernixel. Oh, Pixnell. That was Pixnell, Ray. Pixnell, yeah. That was Raynaldo. So am I um, Robum? <laughs> Rob them? Well, Rhythmert. Anyway, Rhythmert. It's the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I have been Rob Nichols. And I'm Pixnell. Thank you for listening and genuinely have a great week. Wonderful week. And remember, badass women in games, there's nothing to hate about at all. 
there has been a number of occasions where people kind of question why they exist or why you got to keep picking these gays that are, you know, female centric or whatever. My philosophy is, has, and always will be across any game. Two things. One, diversity is always awesome in your games. And two, so long as the game is written well with the characters in mind, it's good enough for me. It's the creator's decision to make the characters fit the game, and I hope to play said game and fall in love with the characters in the world that they created. And as long as they can pull that off, I don't care what they do. It's just awesome that way. Appreciate diversity in your games, and enjoy, appreciate just having fun in the games that are out there for you to play. There's no harm in that. Just have fun with yourself. Good night. <laughs>